What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Underdog and the Underdog Fantasy Family. We got Marty Party. We got Doc. We got Little Cheesecake. A new and improved Little Cheesecake as for the audience that comes on this show just to watch Little Cheesecake. You get to see more of him. You get to see him clearer. You get to see him smile in HD. It is your day. Eight little LC fans out there, talk to us, Elsie. How, how do you? How does it feel to have a new computer, have a new setup? You are just like a new man right now. I, you know, it's it's wonderful because um, I won't have to hopefully cut out, uh, bring out your dead on the <laughs> podcast again, like I did last week because I was editing that last week. We did, we actually did it on the show. If you saw it, you didn't hear it because no one, it, it, my internet and my computer were just screwing up. So then I cut it out. So now I'm just excited because this week we're going to get Bring Out Your Dead. We're, we're going to get my segments. It's <laughs> it's pretty sweet. <laughs> and now you can also, uh, this new, you can upload graphics again, right? Like you can uh, oh. have your nice little Bring Out Your Dead graphics that we always love to see every single week. I'm stoked, man. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a great week of baseball. We've had mm-hmm. so many debuts this week. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm checking, I'm refreshing the, uh, the box scores while I'm at work three times an hour, at least Mm -hmm. going to see, you know, what's the early game today. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was stoked today because Alex Verdugo, my little bet on him pulling out a little mini breakout this year is going to depend on him ripping, ripping home runs right down the right field line in Fenway. Mm -hmm. And he did that today. And if he can do that another 15 times this year. (laughs) Then my, my betting on Verdugo is going to be pretty good. So, uh, so it was, yeah. I'm just stuck. Baseball's baseball's in full swing, and I am my my addiction buttons are tapping like crazy. Did you see his interview after the game the other day? No, no. He what dropped is- two f bombs on live TV. Oh gosh! <laughs> and it was the the part that made it hilarious was he dropped it once, and he was like, "Oh, oh sorry, I'm sorry." And then, like, literally a couple minutes later in the interview, he did it again. And the guy was like, you know, we're alive, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to check that out. Oh, you guys like chain. Oh, yes, it's pretty funny. Uh, Marty Party here. Oh. And he, we, uh, Marty Party's always ready. And I feel like you're Detroit Tigers, Marty. I can't figure them out because I think they're one of the worst teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. And then I see them have little slight chances of, of doing something. You see, uh, you know, like Riley Green turns it on all of a sudden. Uh, you know, Spencer Torkelson has good numbers. You know, I, I was it um, uh, Tariq Skubal is poten- uh, potentially coming back, or is it Matt Manning coming back? In a f- it's Tariq Skubal that's coming back in a few like few yep, weeks. Exactly. Um, yep. Like, I, I don't know what to do with your guys here. What, what do we do with the Detroit Tigers? Right now, we just, as, as a Tigers fan, we enjoy it, right? Uh, this is not going to last too much longer. Um, the talent of that team is subpar at best. Eduardo Rodriguez going eight innings, 10 strikeouts, yeah, like no earned runs, no walks. What are we talking about? Come on, baby. Um, no, it's been a lot of fun. I can't believe it, but I'm enjoying it. And Doc, your Orioles are been, have been exciting to watch. Your bets have been on fire. It's a good time of year for you. Yeah, you know, it, but it all goes downhill from here, though. This is probably my peak. It, life is, as far as, especially with betting, peaks and valleys for you, Doc. You're at the top of your peak. Just make sure the valley's not too far down, right? That's right. All right. Let's get things started tonight. You guys know how we do. Starting off with our W-O-W, Players of the Week, the players that wowed us. 
And there are a lot of young major league players coming up and doing things for their squads. Let's start off with Zach Neto of the Los Angeles Angels hitting 158, 238, 263. Uh, And that actually is a lot better than it was two days ago as Zach Neto had two doubles last night for the Angels. His first two extra base hits of the season does have a run in three strikeouts. Uh, And he was also, I'd like to add, not promoted to the Angels because of injury. He was promoted to the Angels because they thought he was the best shortstop for them right now. So I forgot who is talking about Zach Neto to add, uh, Doc, but what have you seen in Zach Neto? Is he somebody, if he's on the waiver wire or you're putting fab bids in, that you would put a lot of money on here? I wouldn't put a lot of money on Zach Neto um, because I don't think he's going to excel in one category, but I do think he's going to be an accumulator. The Angels have been hitting him eighth a lot of games, which is a little discouraging, but I'm hoping that if they can move him at the top of the order that we can see a little bit more runs and stolen bases. The sprint speed is in the 75th percentile. We've seen, um, you know, in years past in AAA last year for seven games, 17.6% walk rate. In 2022, in single A plus 12.9. So he's somebody that seems like as as long as he can get on base and hopefully have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani hit behind him, um, he can at, he can accumulate in that category. There, he's not going to give you much power. Um, but the Angels, like you said, brought him up because they thought he was the best shortstop. And I think the one thing they've learned from Joe Adele is that you can't play these mind games with people. I I don't think that they can demote him because that will mess with his confidence. I think. Just for his psyche, they have to keep him in the majors. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how he does. Obviously, the two hits yesterday were encouraging, and I know they played today, but I didn't get, get a chance to see uh, what he did today. I will uh, take a look at that. They did lose 9-3 to three to the Yankees. I know Nestor Cortez pitched. Um, but as I pull up, you know what? Yeah, I have his box score I'll right pull here. It up. No, I have it right here. He hit uh, ninth today, 0-3 with two strikeouts, now down to 136. So... Uh, did have some positive momentum yesterday. I do think the Angels will have a little bit of a longer leash with him, but I think they believe in him long-term. Let's talk about somebody that actually has been on fire, and Fuego, and that is Cheesecake's Patrick Wisdom. Over his last seven games, he's got a 310, 355, 931 slash line, five home runs and nine RBIs, two walks to 10 strikeouts. He's got a 65% hard hit rate and 96-mile-per-hour exit velocity, which are both elite. Um, and he's hitting the ball, less pop-ups overall this year, just under 13%. That's a lot lower than it's been in his major league career, but he's still got a 31% strikeout rate, which is again, better for him, but not great. So LC, we've seen this story before with Patrick wisdom, where he legit has been one of the hottest hitters in baseball yeah. uh, a couple different times in his early career. Is this just another hot streak for him or has he found another gear where he should be somewhat rostered in 12 team leagues rest of season? I, I don't think he's, he's yet proven to me that he's, he's a rest of season guy. I think, you know, this may be one of those situations where you've already missed the best part of the hot streak because with wisdom, the K's just start to pile up sometime, but you can see that the K rates has gone down a little bit, which is very encouraging to me. Um, that that gives this a little bit more credibility to me, I think. Um, but I think when with a guy like Wisdom is hot, he he should be on some twelve team, twelve man league team, because he's just got that type of power. He has he has a forty home run bat and a 
you know, 210 batting average generally. But if he's making more contact, you know, that 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 batting average is higher. And uh, I think I think I, I you know, he's 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 good at a tough position, third base. Um, so that's another reason why to pick him up. But um, yeah, I'm I'm I would pick him up, but I don't think this is necessarily a sign of a new person. Yeah, career highs and exit velocity, uh, career high by leaps and bounds and hard hit percentage, a career low in K percentage right now, career high um, in X Wobacon uh, across the board, Woba, X Slug. Like he's really destroying the baseball right now. Uh, but it's always about making contact with him. And that's definitely something that we have to keep an eye on. A 44% whiff rate on breaking balls will not get it done. Uh, so that's something just to keep an eye on him. Again, maybe. You've had you missed the hot streak, but uh, you know if he keeps doing it, then um, you know it will be something that we'll have to talk about rostering in twelve team leagues going forward. This next player is somebody I've always liked because he was brought up with the Twins and just didn't work out because the Twins had too many outfield prospects. He's bounced around over the last couple of years, and that's Brent Rooker of the Oakland Athletics, who now hits cleanup for the Oakland Athletics. Over his last seven games, he's got four homers, 10 RBIs, three walks to five Ks, and he's hitting 375. Now, he did st- uh, sit out their last game with a hammy bruise. Uh, I did, as of this morning, he was not put on the IL, or they said he wasn't going to be put on the IL. They said he was going to you know, sit and rest it and see how he felt. So, again, that could change maybe by the time you're listening to this recording. But the one thing I did really note is that his K rate is down to 18%, which is a big cut from recent years, Marty. Brent Rooker, if he's out there again, is this a flash in the pan or is he a new hitter this year? A uh, flash in the pan. I think if you're in a 15 team league, you scoop him up just to maybe ride that the last part of that wave. Any any 10, 12 team, keep it moving. You don't need him. Yeah, he's somebody that I, I looked at in a couple waiver wire situations. Maybe if you need power, if you're if you're lacking home runs in a certain category, he might be worth taking a flyer on because the stat cast page is very red. Um, but again. Similar, I think, to talking about with Patrick Wisdom. Is it a flash in the pan? Is it the, the K rate being half of what it's been in recent seasons is definitely encouraging. Um, and he's going to get a chance to hit in the middle of the Oakland lineup. So keep an eye on him. Again, if, if he ends up playing and he doesn't put, get put on the IL because of the injury, he might be somebody that I would take a look at, especially if you need those home runs in Roto Leagues. Let's talk about pitching. Let's talk about Johnny Oviedo. Over his last three starts, he's got 19.2 innings, 14 hits allowed, only two earned runs, and 21 strikeouts to four walks. Now, he's added three miles per hour to his slider, which has made his slider nearly unhittable. But is he for real? I don't know. Swinging strike rate, he had 18 swinging strikes against the Chicago White Sox a few starts ago. He had 10 strikeouts against St. Louis two starts ago. And then he goes into Coors Field and allows one earned run in six innings. I'm kind of, I'm biting into, or I'm drinking the Oviedo Kool-Aid here, I think a little bit. He pitches for the Pirates, which is definitely not ideal. But if you tell me this is like a six foot five, 245 pound guy that can throw near a hundred and has a wipeout slider and he was pitching for the Braves, I think we'd all be rushing to pick him up. So does the team context scare you enough or do you not believe in this? I, I think I picked him up this past week and he's been money for my fantasy team. Are you guys rushing to the waiver wire for Johnny Oviedo? I drafted him in a lot of DC 50s just because he was a an arm that you could get later in the draft. And David, the Pirates are 12 and 7. 
So mm-hmm. they've been one of the early surprises. I don't think a lot of people are talking about. And you talk about adding that the three miles per hour to the slider. I mean, last year it was a 218 batting average against this year it's 244, but the XBA is 174. And when your second pitch is a 96 mile per hour fastball and having that kind of as kind of your secondary and then an 80 mile per hour curve, which has a 087 batting average against, mm-hmm. I think that this is for real. Um, he's been, he's lowered his walks from 3.7 to a little under three this year. Um, you know, he's a young arm. He already has two wins. So at this point, if you have him, you ride him. I I would spend a lot of money on him and Fab because with the amount of pitchers that we've seen go down with injuries so far, I think that makes him more valuable. Um, but hopefully this is here to stay. Yeah, like Johnny Oviedo. He's probably my favorite one we've talked about so far tonight. Next, let's talk about our my guy here, Mr. Miller. He is uh, Mason Miller, who was a very anticipated debut for the Oakland Athletics. Uh, if you watched his tape from the minor leagues, he just literally blew minor league hitters away. They looked like they were swinging a wiffle ball bat. Uh, 26% swinging strike rate in the minor leagues in his two games that he pitched this season, uh, which for comparison, if you have a 20% swinging strike rate like Jacob DeGrom levels, that's insane. 26% swinging strike rate for him. 11 Ks in his lone AAA start and a 19 to 0 K to walk ratio over his two starts in the minor leagues. Comes up against the Cubs, gives you four and a third innings, four hits, two earned runs, a walk to five strikeouts. He was, I think he's the face of this episode in terms of the thumbnail. And he was kind of the face of people talking about who they're going to spend fab on. Marty, are you excited for Mason Miller? They said he's expected, according to underdog, MLB that he's expected to stay with the rotation the rest Mm -hmm. of the season here. He did only pitch uh, 33 innings so far uh, this season. Do the innings uh, limit scare you? Is he somebody that you believe in? What are your thoughts on him? I, he's a must add in all formats across the board. And doc just talked about it. There's so many injuries going on with pitchers. So if you can find a guy who's going to be there the rest of the year, throwing five, six innings every time out, scoop them up. So the positive with Miller, his velo is insane. He sees triple digits consistently. His stuff is off the chart. Um, According to Eno, he has the second best stuff in the minors. And his role, the athletics, apparently he's going to be up um, the the rest of the year. So Mm -hmm. he's going to have a rotation spot. The only part that I am a little bit worried about is his arsenal isn't as deep as we'd like to see. So he may not be making too many trips uh, through the um, the third time of the order. So I think five, six innings is what maybe to expect, like a ceiling on kind of how far he's going to go in the game. So quality starts leagues, not as valuable, but standard roto um, points leagues, scoop them up. Miller, go get them. I like it. He's definitely, I think, the, the again, the cover boy of this episode and somebody that has a very big upside for your fans. Before we move on, shout out to Oakland. Pour one out for your team. You're losing it to Las Vegas. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, you can blame your owners, your poor owners that don't spend that money. Sucks, man. Just r- run that out there. Funny, Albert, thanks man. for checking in the show. Um, let me ask you I, really quickly. I was just, we just did the call up and I posed this question. The Detroit Tigers in 2003 have been the worst baseball team since I've started watching baseball. I'm pretty sure most of you, uh, maybe not Art, but I'm sure you too as well. The Tigers have? 2003, they were 43. I think it was like 43 and 119, I think was their record in 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Oakland worse than that this year? Over or under 43 wins? 
I'm going. What over. are they at now? They're at three and sixteen. I'm going over. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's hard to be that bad. I'm going to be optimistic for our Tigers. I'm going to go with the, uh, they're going to set the record, baby. Not us anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, they're not the worst team. The Tigers aren't the worst team in history of baseball, but they're the worst team since 2000. Oh, okay. Got it. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think they go under. I think they, they get like 41, wow. 40 or 41 this year. That wow. would be the record. That would be the record because 42 is the record now. No, I, I think I, if you go back to like in the late 1800s, there was like a. Oh my God, the late 1800s. If you literally Google like worst winning percentage in baseball yeah. history, yeah. then like there are some like 20 something win teams. How about this? The worst baseball history with a living human being. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Within the next the last generation of humans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like using the, Det- the Detroit Tigers one because that's in the last 20 years. Well, I, I appreciate it, I guess. <laughs> Got to do it for you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Uh, really quick, Art, Peyton Battlefield of the Cleveland Guardians, somebody that I don't think too many people knew about going into this season. Last start, six innings, three hits, one earned run, three walks, and five strikeouts. He's got a 169 ERA and an 8-3 to K to walk rate through his first 10.2 major league innings. If he's out there in your league, is he somebody you're looking to pick up, or do you think uh, he's meh? I'm not going to go out of my way to to add him on my team. He's pretty meh. I, I think you can you will you can pitch him against poor opponents. He's definitely a streamer, but when you look under the hood on him, he's uh, you know his stuff plus his stuff isn't that great. He's he's 163rd out of 188 pitchers on stuff plus metrics. He has only an 85 uh, stuff plus, where 100 is average. Uh, Right now, he's inducing a lot of chases. He's inducing a lot of swings. And part of me thinks that people are just excited to go up and hit against him. So they're swinging a lot. But uh, <laughs> but uh, he's also inducing a ton of hard contact. So I think that his results are going to be just mixed throughout the year and unreliable uh, game to game. But yeah, if, they're, if he's playing a poor team, I'd pitch him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not looking at Peyton Battenfield as somebody that's going to help your roster too much right now. Uh, let's talk about really quick our most added players over the last week, courtesy of CBS Thursday morning. Ov- Johnny Oviedo leads the list. Or, I'm sorry, Johan Oviedo leads the list, added in 54% of leagues. Mason Miller right behind him in 42% of leagues. Josh Lowe, who we're not talking about as much tonight, or maybe we will later on, who knows, uh, he's been very, very good recently. Somebody that should be picked up in any type of roto league at this point. Zach Neto, JD Davis, Taj Bradley, Elias Diaz, and Brad Keller. Then we look at the most drop side of things. And again, a lot of these are usually injury related. Jeffrey Springs leading that minus 31% of leagues, getting that Tommy John surgery. Orlando Arcia is hurt. Johnny Brito sucks. So he was dropped in 16% of leagues. Oscar Gonzalez literally looks lost at the plate and it hurts my soul right now. I dropped in 15. He's better than Ty France, David. Give it a lot of time, doc. Wait till you see him back in the green. Just give him some time. Uh, Colt, Jake McCarthy, who we're hoping hits a home run tonight. Minus 13% of leagues, Colton Wong, Trevor Larnach, and Chris Bubik lead the most dropped. Gosh, David, the fact that Bubich is dropped after how much you He's a forum tightness right now. He's on the IL. Okay. So let's let's not that one's a little different. But that's, uh, but that's what I was saying. You don't blow a lot of fab on him, regardless. I mean, it's like any pitcher. Any any pitcher has the chance to get forearm tightness these days. So just kind of unfortunate. 
If you look at the next week's schedule for week five, the only team that does not play six or seven games is the San Diego Padres. They play five games next week. So if you have any Padres in your lineup, that'll be something you have to keep in mind. Every other single, every other team is plays seven or six games. So you don't have to worry about any adjustments there. Um, as we get more on into the season, then there's going to be a lot more wonky in terms of some with eight or nine, others that maybe play four or five. Just keep an eye on that. But as of right now, it's just the Padres for next week. Now, let's go and let's talk about bring out your dead candidates because uh, bring out your dead is uh, last week. There was a ton of players. And I feel like there's always people that are just causing a lot of people pain these days, LC. Well, I think the the fact that last week was missing from the show and we had all this love for bring out your dead and it just ended up getting dropped from the show because of technical difficulties. Um, We didn't have any people submitted, but I do want to make a special, special bring out your dead because we do have uh, uh, someone very near and dear to triple play who has passed. Here lies Madison Baumgartner. <laughs> um, Madison, bring out your dead. We loved you. Uh, we we've loved you for a long time. You were you were released by the uh, by the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, this week after your start. And uh, you know, we 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 loved you, and we knew you once. And uh, you know, I, I always think of Madison as sort of a tale of two of of two parts of his career. You had the pre-accident Madison and the post-accident Madison. Now, someone may dispute this, but in my recollection, after his dirt bike accident, Madison was just a different pitcher. He was never the same. Pre-dirt bike accident, he had a 3.02 ERA and a 24% strikeout rate to 6% walk rate. He's been almost four and a half since the accident. And his tw- strikeouts have gone down to 20% while his walks have gone up to seven. This has been, it, it, it's been a sad thing. Cause I, it seemed like Madison was on his way to a hall of fame career, but you know, it can't be, can't be for everybody. Some people have, uh, have a lot of love for, you know, dangerous activities. And Madison is one of those. So now that he is in, in our dead, in the permanent ground for, for baseball, He's free to be uh, Mason Saunders. He can he can now uh, full time be a champion uh, a, a cow wrestler, cow rustler. But uh, the most the the most relevant part of Madison Bumgarner to our game is, of course, we have to remember him and his interaction with Dan Bellino last year where Bellino uh, gave him the the romantic stare down while he was checking his fingers. Um, Big-time baseball fans will remember this. Madison got kicked out of the game. Bellino was staring him down. These, uh, these umps are getting themselves back in the news again this week, of course, and it's Dan Bellino's crew uh, with, with Max Scherzer. So this week's king of bring out your dead we 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 honor madison bumgarner's unfortunately deceased a baseball career and we uh we bring out your dead for of course the umpires and phil cuzzy uh in particular this is max scherzer ejected i i benefited from scherzer's ejection in our home league i'm not happy about it but it's helped my team but uh, anyone who had scherzer this week you got a raw deal cuzzy 
has been the biggest uh, 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 pitcher um, pitcher hound this season. He has the only three ejections for sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you and I'm going to cite to a video I watched just recently, just five days ago, uh, he gave Domingo Herman a tough time for for rosin. And if you watch the John Boy video, umpire tells pitcher he has to watch wash his hands a breakdown. You can John Boy does a fantastic uh, job reading his lips. He wants the pitchers to come out clean and only use the rosin on the mound. And it seems like none of the umpires have this same rule. So I I'm gonna kind of ask any of you guys if we might if you don't think maybe we should be watching to see where he's umping is he going to be is he going to get smacked down for his treatment of pitchers after this this max scherzer event i think he should be but uh will we be looking now and saying hey where's where's the cuzzy crew uh who who's pitching on the cuzzy should we should we avoid the cuzzy pitchers it's hard though i feel like they didn't kick out Domingo Herman. They let him still pitch, but then they kicked out Max Scherzer. So what's he going to do? Yeah. Well, with Herman, Herman did he, cause he spelled it out for Herman. You have to use the rosin that's on the mound. You can't use any rosin in the, in the clubhouse. And Scherzer was putting on rosin in the clubhouse, which seems like what he's always doing. Well, and apparently there was an MLB official watching him yeah. put it on, which is insane. And, for them to ask the pitchers to put on rosin on the mound, there's not enough time to do that. Like that's, that's right. The whole Good point. point of them lubing up before they get out there. They don't have enough time to go out there, smack it around a little bit, you know, clean the cleats out. All that stuff's gone. So mm-hmm. um, there's just no consistency with this. This is my biggest problem. It's it's classic baseball. It tries to make a good move for the the greater good here, but then shoots themselves in the foot because they don't go about it in a certain like, you know, that's they're, they're just kind of just doing whatever they want each time out there. It's weird. Well, yeah. yeah well, when you asked if Cuzzy's still going to have a job, Angel Hernandez does. So, yeah, yeah. There's an umpires union, I think, uh, that's going to protect him. But uh, there, there should be a uniform way that this is enforced, and that's the problem I have. It, I, I understand uh, if there's a rule that you can only use the rosin that's on the mound. Mm-hmm. I would. I think Marty's right. You don't have enough time as a pitcher in between pitches to reapply. Um, so, but you have to accommodate them on it. But if that's the rule, make every umpire enforce that rule. It seems like this crew has taken it upon themselves to be the uh, the pitcher, uh, you know, the, the Avengers of 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 the rule book on this. It's so, it's so bad. You cannot throw out Max Scherzer. Like it's no. just what are we doing here? That's no, terrible. It's, that's it's terrible. terrible. So we're dragging out the Cuzzy crew on the death cart tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week. Great call. Yep, I agree with that one. Uh, let's switch things up a little bit. Let's have Marty go through his two-star pitchers, so that way he doesn't do two segments in a row since Docs is going to be at the end of the show tonight. So, Marty, why don't you go ahead and talk about your two-star pitchers? Right, let's bring them in here as I uh, put oh, them in, yes. my, in my time codes here. Let's start with the uh, – we're going to change it up. We're going to start with the no-doubters this time. You know don't how you uh, what normally do you mean do change it up? That's how you always do it. I was kidding, guys. Oh, I cannot. <laughs> I can't get game. anything past you guys. You guys are on your A plus game today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, start with the no doubters, as always. Gwen, great to see you. Um, Spencer Strider, Miami versus the Mets. Real quick, guys. Spencer Strider, 
second best fantasy um, pitcher in baseball behind behind Cole. Garrett Cole behind Garrett Cole. Yeah, uh, Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. David, uh, Joe Ryan. Oh, that's we'll a, talk about him shortly. That's a, that's a Twins homer pick, right? No, there. I, I'm pretty sure he like he's four and zero this year. Yeah. More importantly, he's a no doubter this week versus yeah, the Yankees sure and is. the Royals. Um, Art, real quick, Strider, second best uh, fantasy pitcher in baseball. Yeah, he's looking really good. It's he's pretty crazy. Really I have I have exactly zero shares of him. So bless everybody <laughs> um, who picked him up. Uh, Max Scherzer versus Washington versus Braves? Question mark. Ten game suspension looming. We will mm. see. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. As you know, this is Thursday. Uh, preparing you for I didn't go through, I should have went through this before uh, for the week the April 24th through the 30th Uncle Ted talks what's up buddy great to see you what's up Just, you missed he missed the Johnny he talked about Johnny Oviedo he missed the Oviedo talk oh he did miss it you'll have to yeah, go we back were, we were on the blushing about him earlier and I am on record by saying the Pittsburgh Pirates are going to have a sneaky good rotation I know Art knows what I'm talking about because he he brought that up to me yeah um so here's the the should starts for uh, next week Nick Lodolo versus Texas at Oakland. We're going to come back to that, D-Mendy. Don't worry. Uh, Drew Rasmussen at, uh, or no, versus um, Houston at the White Sox. Nestor Cortez at Minnesota at Texas. Justin Steele versus San Diego at Miami. Loving everything Justin Steele is doing right now. Mm-hmm. And Logan, uh, Logan Gilbert at Philly at Toronto. David, I want to ask you, Nick Lodolo, last outing out. What's going on here? Are you concerned? Is it just a you know a blip in the on the radar? What, what do we, what do you uh, what should we think here? It's a blip on the radar. I'm not concerned. The Rays have been one of the uh, they have been statistically the best team in baseball this season, By and they, their offense is looking really good right now. Every pitcher, I mean, Corbin Burns had a really rough first game, and he's looked a little bit better his last couple outings. Nick Lodolo is not the best pitcher in baseball, but he's definitely, I think, the most improved. And that's going to happen every once in a while. There was a swing that I think uh, pitching ninja catcher where he threw a breaking ball that was literally behind the hitter and he swung at it. Like it was literally like at like the back of his shoes. He's fine. If you, I, I did bring this up on another podcast. If somebody is saying Nick Lodolo is turning back into what he was last year and is trying to sell him buy him now, if you can, after he's not giving up eight earned runs in another start this season, I will put that, uh, take that to the bank right now. Like that was his worst start. So if you can buy him now, please do. Tampa Bay Rays, uh, 164 WRC plus versus lefties this year. 164, by far the the best in baseball. So yeah, they've been lights out all year so far. Um, So pretty light on the should starts, which means we're going heavy on the risky business. All right, everyone get their popcorn. This is going to be a long list. I feel like I'm going to be at like one of those auctioneers going through it. So um, uh, starting off with Lance Lynn, my boy, he's, he's struggling, man at Toronto versus Tampa, two tough matchups, Charlie Morton versus Miami at the Mets, Jordan Montgomery at the giants at the Dodgers. I don't even mind if you sit him. Montgomery has been pretty brutal, uh, so far this year, uh, Martin Perez at the Reds versus the Yanks, Lucas Giolito at Toronto versus Tampa Bay. Now, Lucas Giolito sneaky's having a, a pretty good season, uh, so far here. Um, but a 3.49 X ERA, but yeah, two very tough matchups. So um, tread lightly there. Noah Syndergaard at Pittsburgh versus the Cardinals. Uh, Johan Oviedo uh, versus the Dodgers at Washington. He's a risky business for me just first because it's it's the Dodgers. I want to see it one more time out there. I think a 10 and 12 team league, fire him up. 15 or a 10 and 12, don't. 15, you have to. 
Uh, Brad Keller at the Diamondbacks at Minnesota. Eduardo Rodriguez coming off his maybe arguably his best start of his entire career. Um, what do you, I know I briefly touched on it last time, but um, overall, he has a career low walk percentage coming off uh, eight innings pitch, 10 Ks, and no walks. Pretty insane here. Um, after that, Edward Cabrera at the Braves versus the Cubs. Cabrera has a 19.5 walk percentage right now. Nearly a 20%. He's nearly walking for uh, 20% of all batters. Everything else looks great, which is really weird. But um, for that reason, he is risky business. Kenta Maeda versus the Yankees versus the uh, versus the Royals. 12 innings pitch, no walks, 12 Ks. His strike percentage is up from last year. Everything looks good there. But I just need to see it one more time before I put him as a should start. He got start. hurt. Hmm? He got hurt. He left uh, the outing after two innings today. Oh, hate to see. See? That's why you can't trust him. It's risky business all over the place. Couldn't even get through the week. Um, thanks for that update, though. Uh, Josiah Gray, my boy, he's actually been doing pretty good so far. Um, at the Mets versus Pittsburgh, um, he's really heavily relying on his slider and curveball. He's decreased his fastball usage, and his fastball was one of the worst pitches in all of baseball last year. So I'm like what I'm seeing there. Mason Miller, we talked about him at the Angels versus Cincinnati. Uh, he's just risky because he's a rookie. Um, going, um, the Angels kind of scare me a little bit. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi at Cincinnati versus the Yanks. Chris Bassett, brutal. Mr. Free Stackhouse page, 6.93x ERA. Chris Bassett is killing you. Uh, versus the White Sox versus the Mariners. Chill. Say what? He said he's been better recently. You can uh, chill. It's still, though, 6.93x ERA for the year. That's no bueno. Uh, Poyton Battenfield uh, versus Colorado at the Red Sox. And Jose Urquidy, this one hurt me to do it, but at Tampa versus Philly. Um, Tampa Bay, 155 WRC plus versus righties. And uh, so they're number one. And then the Phillies are the fourth best team versus righties. And unfortunately, Arkady is walking a career high 8.2% of batters. So, uh, he's risky business for me, uh, for the first time, I think in a long time. Doc, you know, questions, I, I comments? I don't concern? have so much critique. I mean, you know, a lot of these have good one good start, one bad start. So, like, I get that's why it's risky business. Um, and, and I'll be interested to see who's in your next one. I, I don't think Brad Keller belongs in this group. I think Brad Keller is by far the worst in here. Um, he should probably be in the next category. I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, he's it's Brad. It's it's bad. Dude, Keller. He, yeah, I think yeah, bad Keller has gone more than six once this year. It's a one point two nine whip. The blow up is just gonna come. Two tough matchups. Do you think um at Arizona's a tough matchup? I do. Arizona's been play Arizona's the, the top team in the um NL West so far. Brad is- Keller's expected ERA is about a full run higher than his actual ERA. Yeah, bad bad uh, storms are coming. But when you go to the um Arizona overall eighty eight WRC plus on the yeah. year. So below average offense versus righties, but no, I hear you. Um, it's it's bad, Keller. Anything could happen. I don't. If you take a if he takes a seat, I won't be mad at you. Which means it's now time for Chris Hansen and the take a seats. Let me pull these up here. Spencer Turnbull uh, perpetually a take a seat at Milwaukee versus Baltimore. Bailey Falter versus Seattle at Houston. Tough. Uh, Colin Rhea versus Detroit versus the Angels. Dean Kremer. Versus Boston at Detroit, Ken Waldachuk at the Angels versus Cincinnati, Jose Suarez struggle bus versus Oakland at Milwaukee, 
Austin Gomber at Cleveland versus the Diamondbacks. Jake Woodford at the Giants at LA Dodgers. Alex Cobb versus the Cardinals at the San Diego Padres. Brady Singer at Arizona at Minnesota. And Johnny Brito at Minnesota at Texas. Rounding out your take a seats for the upcoming week. As always, great job by Marty. I want to bring up some of the comments here really quick from uh, our guy, Uncle Ted Talks. Says he put some interesting uh, things in the chat for those that obviously that are listening to the podcast or you know can't see it on YouTube. So the thing he brought that was interesting to me is he said Dane, Dane Dunning reminds him a lot of Zach Gallen. And I asked him, I said, uh, and I said, like, is he your top pitching pickup? Because he, he listed that he liked uh, Zach Eflin, Eric Lauer, Mike Soroka as well. And he said he's his number one pitching pickup. And he's like, did you see what he did after DeGrom went out? Uh, I've never been now for those that have been with the show for a long time. He was my alter ego on Instagram for a long time. Uh, so he will always have a place near and dear to my heart. But you look at the numbers. I wasn't here for that. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that for another day. Okay. Um, but he has nine strikeouts in 15.1 innings, which is about as bad a K per nine. Uh, as you'll see from most starters, a 15.8% strikeout rate. Uh, but he does have a 0.72 whip. His expected ERA is still 2.35, so it's not bad. Uh, I just don't think he misses enough bats. And on top of that, his fastball velocity is in the seventh percentile. He does not throw hard. Um, someone that does not throw hard and does not strike people out, long term, I'm very scared of that player, especially if he is getting a longer look. Uh, I think right now he's just been coming in long relief here, like, you know, pitches a couple innings. You give him five innings, that that does scare me a little bit. Uh, does any of you guys have any belief in Dane Dunning? I'm with you, David. Yeah, I think he's a perfectly serviceable fifth starter on most major league teams. But, I mean, I haven't seen anything to show that that's changed yet. Yeah, yeah no game started this year, so he's just coming strictly long relief bullpen. Like That might be his best uh, his best bet. Is he supposed to now become the starter? or I think he's, yeah, because DeGrom was hurt. So I think he's taken DeGrom's They spot. said they expect DeGrom to make his next start. They do. But maybe he'll still, like, you know, maybe if you're in a points league and you're looking for a guy that's not going to give you a start, but will give you like two or three innings, like, maybe it's not a bad pickup. I just, it's not like he's a prospect anymore. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's had his time to shine. Yeah. Mike Soroka, six plus F war coming on the Braves. Uh, Soroka, I hope he comes back. Uh, if he if he pitches long enough, I could see him being comeback player of the year. He's averaging nine Ks per nine right now. Um, so, I mean, he, we'll see. Uh, and, and then he also adds that Heaney and Evaldi are trash. So you could say you take one of their spots. I I will love Dane Dunning. Wait, Heaney, come on. I thought, no, Heaney did fine last time out. Am I wrong about this? I remember he had his 10 strikeout game a couple of starts ago. I don't remember what he did his most recent start. I'll go into it because he's a pitching streamer. Oh, all right. And then also just, I think this is a good thing to add. Uncle Ted Talks does add some potential hitting streamers on our comments that I'll read out loud. Harold Ramirez, Alfonso Castro, Taylor Wells, Jake Berger, Jonah Heim, and Jack Sawinski are some good bats to grab. I agree with that. Those are some solid additions there. Uh, Doc, let's take, let's go to the doctor's office because I know you're addressing pitching streamers for the week. Mm-hmm. When we look at this nice graphic, a beautiful smiling face on a beautiful smiling day. David got married. It was great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also great as my stats from last week. The three pitchers I recommended, three and oh, I'm six and oh in streaming pitchers. 1.49 ERA, 
1.32 whip, 13 Ks and 18.1 innings. Woo! That whip is really bad, man. What is going on? Yeah, this is owned in less than 50%, and that's Bryce Elder because giving up eight hits and two walks and 5.1. That's the one that ruined it. But no, shout out. That's a that's a good start to the year, especially yeah. how crazy pitching's been. Yeah, yeah. And just to show, Hunter Brown is now owned in over than 50% of ESPN leagues, so sometimes it's a week-to-week thing. But starting out this week, we're going Reed Detmers, at least who's owned in 40.8% of ESPN leagues. At least five Ks in all three outings this year. Um, he actually has two games with seven, a 19 to six K to walk ratio on the season. He's increased the amount of innings he's thrown in each of his last three games from 4.2 to five to 6.1. Remember, he did have a no hitter last season. And I thought this was kind of interesting. Royals have 14 total home runs on the year, which is third to last. And Reed Detmers has given up two home runs in 16 innings. So if the Royals do get to him, it seems like it's going to be a lot of small ball giving up hits. So it seems like he's going to be able to keep the ball in the yard against them. The next is Kyle Gibson. And look, he's not sexy, whether his performance or looking at him. Owned in 17.2% of ESPN leagues. He's But he's gone five innings in all four starts, which means he can get you a win in categories leagues. Tigers are three and six on the road with a 197 batting average and a total of 57 runs scored on the season, which is the lowest in the in the MLB. Friendly reminder that Camden is not a hitter's park anymore. And I know it's only been four outings, but a career low 6.4 walk percentage. So he's not walking guys and he's throwing them strikes or he's pitching to them. And if you're pitching to the Tigers, I like that. And the last is going to be Andrew Heaney. So just for reference, his last start, Five innings, two hits, three walks, and four strikeouts against the Astros. He's gone 10 scoreless in his last two starts after his blow-up versus the Orioles where he gave up seven earned. Um, But the Athletics have scored three runs or less in the last five games. And for somebody that we've worried about injuries in the past, 93 and 88 pitches his last two outings. So no restrictions on that. And um, I'm liking the matchup that he has with the A's. You never know what's kind of going through them with this move. It's clear they're tanking as best as they can. Yeah, I, I like those streamers. Obviously, I think if you're in those 15 team leagues, those guys are not available. Uh, but any 12 eight, team eight to ten team, you know, even some 12. Yeah, we, we could see that for sure. Now, Eric, don't look at don't look at the pictures on our channel. I want you to close those out really quick, okay? So I'm don't look at the look. brand, huh? I'm not gonna. All right, fine. Okay. Now, this is probably something I was going to do earlier, and I'm glad I just remembered. So Brad Keller was going to be someone I was going to mention on this show before, but I, I took him out because he had a bad start. Now, I did like the picture I, I had of him before. So Eric, I'm going to put this on YouTube. I want you to tell me who he looks like. Uh, it looks like the face I would make in Whipple Ball. No, I, no I mean, yes, but I, I, there's a certain thing that, that came to my mind. This is an Eric comparison, but if you're watching on YouTube, Brad Keller's face looks like something to me. Doc, I'm surprised you would be the one to make this comment. Can I get a hint? No, I mean, you're not going to get it. This is great pod right here, You know here, what, guys. Our, our Doc, he, uh, it's a Pokemon. Uh, what? You know, Jigglypuff? No. Jigglypuff. Doesn't he look like a muck? Eh. A His face bit. right there doesn't he? I thought he's literally muck. 
wouldn't have gotten that, but I appreciate it. Tell me it. that Brad Keller does not look like his body and his face does not look like Muck. David, you just roasted him. In a rap battle, he would have been done for. But this is such a doc thing, right? I I saw that. I was like, he's literally Muck. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have pulled that he looks like muck out of that, but David, just just props. If you're listening on the podcast version, go to about 44 minutes on the YouTube channel and look at that. There's a picture of muck and Brad Keller I put up. <laughs> no, don't worry. There is a time code. Just go to 4415. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Can we start comparing more pictures to Pokemon? We could do that. That'd be a fun Carol Kelly. That actually would be hilarious to do. Uh, <laughs> and Uncle Ted says, easy to talk about dad bods when you're 22 years old. <laughs> well, Do- actually, Doc's the youngest. Doc's 28. I'm 31. Marty's like 33. And Elsie's like 39, right? Me? He's 41. Are you 41? I thought, you- yeah. I'm We're all young. We're all 34 young. like Shaq, baby. I'm Not- 77. Uncle Ted, talk- it wasn't his body. It was his face. Like the the face he was making reminded me of Muck. So like the fact that he had like a frowny face. <laughs> it's like freaking hilarious. Okay. I took the show off. Hey, never change. Uh, Marty, why don't you tell us who's attending Marty's party this week? All right. Let's hop into Marty's party. I got a big party coming up this guy uh, this weekend, uh, guys. So if you want to come, it's going to be from Friday, April 21st through the 23rd. Mm. Bring your sleeping bag. Um, your favorite Dorito is Muck invited, <laughs> of course. Yeah, he, you know he can uh, as long as he brings Mountain Dew. I like the cubes. You know, show up at the twenty four yeah. pack of Mountain Dew. Yeah, he can definitely uh, make an appearance Wait, here. Marty, can I postpone my invite to the party at the first week of August? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. All right, Marty's party here, starting off. Um, so I'm I'm picking two people to come to the party this week. I can already tell you who it's going to be. Doc, yeah, he's a, he's a mind reader, folks. Um, so starting with Andrew McCutcheon versus the Cincinnati Reds. So McCutcheon, man, he's been absolutely crazy all year. Um, you go to a Statcast page; it's insane. You know, ninety third in XBA, eighty ninth percentile in xwoba. He's not striking out. He's walking a ton. He has four homers. He's batting three ten. He's been absolutely incredible. So three home games uh, versus Cincinnati. I absolutely love that. And number two is Jorge Soler. Hitting, dude, this might be like two, uh, what was that three years ago? Um, where he was absolutely insane. Doc won't stop laughing. Doc, he, you're throwing me off. Why are you laughing? You know, you know why, Marty? <laughs> did, I sell, did I spell something wrong? How do you spell Solaire? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want him to get hurt. I'm not, it wouldn't be at Marty's party unless he's already drunk <laughs> spelling names. That's what I was saying. I know he's not invited. <laughs> Sexy. Huh? Or, may, or may hey, Solar, I just wanted to put a picture of a son <laughs> <laughs> on his face. Jorge Soler. Um, sorry, sorry, Jorge. But uh, he's been absolutely amazing. Um, 91st percentile in XBA. Max exit velocity, 97th percentile. He's absolutely crushing the ball left and right. Five homers, 10 RBIs. He's hitting fourth in the uh, the Marlins lineup day in, day out. Going against Cleveland, no one really scares me on that. Um, not even Bieber, man. I, I think he's going to be. Uh, I think Solaire is going to be solid the rest of the year. I, I think he's somebody. If you have the opportunity, he's available in a twelve-team league that I'm in. So I would scoop him up there. And then lastly, Rodolfo Castro versus Cincinnati, another uh, pirate. 
he's been absolutely incredible since uh, taking the the place of Cruz. Um, so I got him in FPAS. I got him in a bunch of like 50, um, the DC um, draft champions leagues. He was just basically like some, like a filler for second base late, late, late in your drafts, but he's barreling the ball a ton. He's got two home runs, eight RBIs slashing 313, 411 with a 500 slug. We're going to go around the horn as we always do. One one of these guys is not invited to the party this weekend, regardless of if I can spell their name or not. D. Mendy, we're going to start with you. Who's not invited? Who do you think? Definitely Rodolfo Castro. I think you love McCutcheon and what he's doing for the Pirates. You feel bad for misspelling Jorge Soler's name, so you can't kick him out. So it has to be Castro. Okay, Doc? Yeah, I got to go with that same reasoning. As much as I want to say Soler's not invited to the party, um, you, you felt bad and you, you mixed up the invites and you're kicking Castro out. Elsie. <laughs> I mean, Castro, he could be that, that late, that late guy who everyone had a chance at in the drafts that everyone's kicking themselves for at the end of the year. But mm-hmm. I do think the K rate, um, tends to keep, make him inconsistent. I love Solaire this year and, uh, who can't, who can't feel the warm and fuzzies about a, McCutcheon late late career good season. I'm going to go with the McCutcheon and Solaire. I can't imagine a party where you do not invite Andrew McCutcheon. So he has to come. He's mm-hmm. going to be the life of the party. He's going to be the absolute man. And unfortunately, I know I spelled your name wrong, but Jorge Solaire, you are not invited to the party. Oh. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just me and the Pirates and the Bucks. It's just going to be a good old time. You know, we're going to be uh, hanging out in Pittsburgh. Listen to some Mac Miller having a great time. Uh, I'm sorry, Jorge Soler. Next time I'll spell your name right. But seriously, don't get injured. I want to pick you up. Wow. You misspell his name and then you don't invite him to the party. That's mad disrespect. Yeah. And then and then you say that you want to pick him up. Marty, you're sending mixed signals. You're toxic. Yes. I'm uh, and Uncle Ted Talk adds a couple rays here. Harold Ramirez has been doing really well. First base eligible. He's a nice pickup. Taylor Walls or Wells has been good. Yeah, Walls. I say Walls. Taylor well, Walls has been good. Second shortstop and third base eligible for the Rays. Uh, so a couple great Rays pickups there that he's adding as well. Elsie, um, it's a call to the bullpen, and we're going to head on down to that bullpen, and we're going to talk about some relievers. Yeah, there's some interesting interesting developments in the reliever and the bullpens of the major leagues. Uh, one of the things that I think is very interesting, if you were to look at the uh, the major league save leaders, since Monday, so this week, since the last uh, Sunday uh, uh, a waiver wire pickups, the three save leaders uh, for major leagues are Jose Alvarado, A.J. Puck, and Adam Advino, all with two saves. And none of the three were surefire their team's guy coming into the week. I think you can say that Alvarado is the Phillies guy because they do have Soto, another good impact lefty that they can throw earlier in the game, so that, that gives that them the ability to pitch Alvarado late puck has gotten two saves this week. He, I think he's the Marlins guy as well. Um, and you, as you can see, as I, uh, if you're, if you're watching and I'm going to, these two guys are both, uh, very widely, uh, available in Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Uh, so make sure you look, however, I, I did as comparison, Look at uh, TGFBI, 15-team league. They're both over 90% available. Uh, but someone who is much more available in TGFBI is Adam Adovino, who's gotten the only two Mets saves since Monday. 
now, if you look at what happened, uh, uh, Robertson got David Robertson got a save for the Mets on Sunday. Uh, Adovino got Monday's save, and then Adovino got another save uh, yesterday, where uh, Robertson pitched the eighth, taking the hard part of the Dodgers lineup. Now, this is this has led to two saves for Adovino. I I think he's going to be. I I don't think this changes anything uh, in their setup, but they have a lot of saves to go around. So I do think that Adovino definitely becomes more worthwhile now that we see how they're using him. Uh, so I expect that TGFBI, the 15 team ownership rate to go up. Uh, also of note, I wanted to show, let you know that, uh, last week I talked about Jose Quijada. He and Carlos Estevez are still, um, sort of sharing that angels bullpen, uh, and also Andrew Chafin of, uh, of Arizona. It's not considered a blown save. They were up four, but he gave up three in that game, and they had to bring in Miguel Castro, someone who a lot of smart bullpen people thought might get that job, including Greg uh, Greg Jewett on, on our relief pitcher uh, preview to the season. So Castro could be someone who you might want to spec on this weekend in case Chafin tumbles a little bit more, but I do think Chafin's the best uh the best reliever in that pen. And, uh, and I'm honoring the new part of this news. You can lose is a, an old, uh, old show from my cousin had an internet show called news. You can lose where he was a fake newscast. So, uh, so I'm going to call news. You can lose. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my cousin, Alex, uh, I, I wish you were still doing news. You can lose, but, uh, I'm going to call news. You can lose the, uh, the saves you can avoid. Saves that you don't have to worry about when you look them up. Jason Foley got a save for Detroit this week. Alex Longa had uh, had pitched the day before, still showing a lot better stuff than Foley. I do not think that that Foley save is worth worrying about, even though uh, even though it's the only save Detroit has had this week. Um, so there's there's some news you can lose. The bullpen, uh, I'll keep an eye on it for next week. Can I just say, I need to make a public announcement. Mm. I am in love, L-U-V, in love with Cody Bellinger. Like, I would like to have Cody Bellinger's children if he would let me. What, did he hit a home run? Cody Bellinger hit a home run. I have been on a schneid of calling home runs. I think my last 10 calls I have missed. But I got a bet boost today for Cody Bellinger. It's 420. Which is a Cody Bellinger type day. <laughs> Classic. And I threw a hundred dollars and won six hundred on a Cody Bellinger home run. What? So I am freaking excited right now. Cody oh, Bellinger, you are a freaking dog. I you know it. what? Show I wish we had this clip to show at F Paz when I took him and every bad pick. Bad pick. <laughs> oh man, we are riding high. What a way to get ready to close out the show here. Uh I, I'm just that. That's what I need. I, it's like a shot in the arm. Cody Bellinger will be getting a random drug test immediately <laughs> after this game. Probably. <laughs> now, Doc, you have the last segment of the night. We have a little bit of trivia to close out the show. Yeah, nothing too extensive because I figured this might be in the middle of the show, but we're about 20 games in. So just uh, talking about some leaders so far to begin the season. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read a question and you're going to buzz in with your name. And the first person to say their name will get 
to answer. And then if they get it wrong, the others can do it. A couple questions, though, are multiple choice. So I'll want to read out the answers prior. Sound good? All right. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. The first question. Unmute yourself, Marty, so you can say your name. Which team has the least amount of home runs so far? Is this multiple choice? No. Um, Art. Art. The ace. Incorrect. David. David. The Marlins. Incorrect. Marty. The Detroit Tigers. Incorrect. Open on the floor again. Do we just got how many guesses Marty. did we get? If you guys don't get it after two tries, then we're done. Marty. Marty. Washington Nationals. There we go. That's a great oh, guess. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yep. Nats have the least amount. I think they're still in the single digits for home runs they have, and Joey Manessis has zero. Yeah. Anyone that got that under home runs bet. They're looking good yeah. on that. The next, who is leading the league in saves right now? Marty. Marty. Um, class A. Incorrect. Art. Mr. Cheesecake. Jordan Romano. Jordan Romano has seven. Class A has six. Uh, right. oh, you were, that's the answer? That's the answer. David. David's too uh, overwhelmed with his winning. I have a question from <laughs> Uncle Ted. Here's a question. Who and how many own the record for the least amount RBIs whole hitting for the cycle? It's got to be like Fred Lewis, I think. Who? What? Remember Fred Lewis? For the the Guardians? No, he played for the Giants and the Blue Jays. No, I don't remember him. David, you got to remember Fred Lewis. Was he like really fast? Yeah. I vaguely remember him. Fred Lewis hit for the cycle, so I know that's obscure, but. Yeah, I don't. I know that the least amount is one. You can have one RBI and hit for the cycle. Yeah, with the home runs. That's probably, that's probably what it is. Yeah, Is it Luis could have been Luis. Did he um, have last week? Did he have uh, the first Marlin? At, uh, Luis Arise did. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time he's uh, like the Marlin. Any Marlin players ever had the cycle? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Pierre almost had it a couple times. I think. All right. Well, question three we have here: uh, two Luis Arise, two RBIs, one being himself. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Who is the current leader in RBIs? Marty. Go ahead, Tallman. Ryan Mountcastle? No. David. Go ahead. Pete Alonzo? Incorrect. Mm. Cheesecake. Raphael Devers? Incorrect. Marty. I'm going to limit it. It's in the AL. Marty. Go ahead. Matt Chapman. Incorrect. Ooh, that's a good guess. Oh. Oh. This game sucks. Oh, <laughs> um, Someone that I didn't draft for sure. <laughs> it's it's okay. Who is it? A-L. David. David. Go ahead. Did I take Uncle Ted Talk's answer? Vladimir Guerrero. Is that it? Incorrect. Art. Oh, Uncle Ted, you let me wrong. <laughs> Uh, Hunter Renfro had a five RBI day. Hunter Renfro? Incorrect. It's Jordan Alvarez. Oh, of no. course. With oh, 21. Man, the joy you get of having all those RBIs on your fantasy team. That's what I'm Yeah, I, David, I'm surprised you didn't get that. Jordan Alvarez with 21. So Marty and, That's crazy, 21. and Cheesecake both have one. David has zero. The next, 
Who leads the league in strikeouts for pitchers? Marty. Go ahead. Garrett Cole. Incorrect. Nah. Art. Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider. 36. Good job. All right. So 2-1. We have two questions left and then a tiebreaker if needed. Okay. Which pitcher has the lowest ERA right now? Like starting pitcher? Starting pitcher. Marty. Go. Oh, I know. Uh, Your boy, uh, Luis Castillo. Gotta get my boy in there. Luis Castillo. Wouldn't it be be Jeffrey Springs? He hasn't given up a run yet. He's dead. Yeah, he's... he's, He he still qualifies, though, doesn't he? he? Yeah, he hasn't on MLB qualified. What? Uh, Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm calling. No, BS. I feel good about this. I think that that's the right answer. Uh, we got a question from official Rick Ross. We think this is the Rick Ross. I don't ever. See, I don't think I've ever seen his name in here. So it's uh, cool to uh, get into new listeners in here. Uh, about fantasy baseball, I'm fairly new to it. Are catchers similar to tight ends in fantasy football in that they're generally not very good? I've had people tell me uh, Tyler one two. Tyler, totally drop one when he's at, um. There's got to be another one. Tyler yeah. Stevenson, maybe? I know. Yeah. So, okay. I've had- uh, he said it's totally undroppable when he's averaging like 1.5 points and they're just generally lower scoring. So, as far as catchers, and please, guys, add on if there was something I'm not saying that you want to add. Um, in one catcher leagues, catchers are not very valuable. There's a couple at the top that are pretty good. But after that, they all kind of blend together. Um, so, I would not... like. I would not necessarily really worry about catcher at that point. If it's a two catcher league, you're going to want a really good catcher. And then you're going to want to pair him with somebody that's decent because that's a big advantage at that position in those two catcher leagues. Um, so like, again, like the, the, there you have the JT real Muto, the Will Smiths. Um, I'm forgetting another elite one at the top of my head. Adley. Uh, Adley. Like there's, a, there's like three or four elite ones. And after that, I think, I would not stress it about it. It is kind of similar to the tight ends where if you if you don't have a top tight end, you're basically picking one up, hoping they get a touchdown. And I like what um what Uncle Ted Talk says here too. Most catchers don't even play every day. Like they might play like four or five days a week. Maybe they DH once um or twice, the really good ones. But they're they're I would say like it's not the tight end position in the sense that it's Travis Kelsey and then pretty much everybody else, like way above them. But it is in the sense that, like, it's a position that's not sexy. The tiers are structured similar to tight ends. Yeah, there's like, there's, except there's a few more elite options. And then you get into that middle tier. And then you can get a guy, like Vinny mentions, like down on the farm, or that Vinny mentions Logan O'Hoppy, who was a catcher two target in two catcher leagues. Uh, and was not drafted as a starting catcher in one catcher leagues. And he's been one of the best catchers in baseball. And you can get him later on. And hopefully um, he's not injured too bad because he left the game early today. Yeah, that's not good. He has yeah. Adley Rutschman and it's a one catcher, so I'm uh, oh, pretty good. okay. I just You're wanted to grab the economy of it. Yeah. If you have Adley Rutschman, you are going to be yeah. set. Sit tight. Yeah, you are 100% good there. And Rick Ross, I have questions, uh, business questions for you about your Taco Bell and your KFC <laughs> endeavors. <laughs> I love it. Go ahead, Doc. Let's finish right. up the trivia. The last question we have here, and uh, if... David, you get this, then we have a tiebreaker. This is going to be a multiple choice. 
who has the fastest max exit velo on a ball hit this season? Is it A, Matt Olson, B, Giancarlo Stanton, C, Jordan Alvarez, or D, O'Neal Cruz? Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Stanton. Incorrect. Eric would never give an answer for Stanton. You're right. Art. Go ahead, Art. O'Neal Cruz. That's what I was going to say. It's incorrect. Oh. I mean, you can. You have a 50-50 chance just to get one. Jordan or who? Uh, Matt Olson. I mean, I, I'm, even if it's wrong, I always have to pick Jordan. So, Jordan. <laughs> uh, well, it's wrong. It's Matt Olson. Uh, uh. So, this is going to be the tiebreaker question, and it's between oh, – Rick, <laughs> Rick Ross says, dead men tell no jokes. <laughs> Gotta love the Gordita Crunch ref. <laughs> So love it. Art and Marty, the Rays have the best record in the major leagues right now. There are two teams that are both 14 and five. Name one of them. And 14 uh, and five is the Milwaukee Brewers. Art, you got it. You win. Was Dodgers one of them? They no, were not. not Dodgers are under 500. Yeah, they're not in 10. I have the game. Yeah, no, the other team was the Braves. Mm. Yeah. Uh, good job, LC. Well, well done. New computer and everything. Look at this. Taking the win. That's right. It's, it's that start. It's first computer luck right there. First, <laughs> first time. I love some trivia. Thank you, Doc. Yeah, that was good. Thank you, Doc. That was a good way to end the show here. And that's going to wrap us up for tonight. If you guys are enjoying the content on the YouTube channel, please make sure you guys are subscribed to the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel so you never miss an episode when it comes out. We will be doing it next week, just a little bit earlier. We'll be on at 7 o'clock just so we can be done before the NFL draft starts. So make sure you can join us for that. If you're listening on the podcast feed, make sure you guys are given five-star ratings and reviews because that helps us get seen by more people. And if you want to follow these gentlemen on Twitter, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see their ads there. If you want to ask them baseball questions or you just want to give them a follow and check out their awesome content. So um, I think that's about it. We might have some exciting announcements coming uh, along the way here that we'll share as we get there. Um, but again, appreciate all you guys for listening, for a little cheesecake, for Doc, for Marty Party. I'm D-Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. From Muck and all of us, we'll catch you guys in the next <laughs> one.